0: Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here are your hosts, Cordell Riley and Evan Hackle. Hello, and welcome
1: to Training Unleashed. I am one of your hosts, Cordell Riley. I am here with my business partner,
2: Evan Hackle. Evan, how are you doing? Cordell, I'd love to tell you I'm doing great today. Got a little head cold, but I am so looking forward to this interview because uh, you you don't know this, but uh, this has been like the third time that I've tried to get Deborah to do something with us, and uh, there's always been some issues and scheduling stuff. So I'm totally excited to have her on our 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 podcast for the day.
1: Yeah, this is my first time actually getting to uh, meet Deborah. And as I was preparing for this, I went out and read her website and. Understand that Deborah's an executive coach. She's an author. So, Deborah, good morning and welcome to our show.
3: Yes, happy to be with both of you.
1: Good. Deborah, so again, I'm Lauren E, but why don't you maybe tell our audience a little bit about yourself here?
3: Well, I've been doing executive coaching probably before you were born. I started at a very young age. I lucked into some wonderful CEO mentors who saw a uh, sort of a gift of insight that I have of of human nature and being able to uh, see and size up a person's strengths and opportunities for development and then uh, help them correct it and so really since i've been twenty since I was twenty three years old i've been doing this work and it's my passion i'll do it till I die and i've been able to work all over the world in eighteen different countries and so I'm very happy to talk to you all about it.
1: Deborah, I got to thank you for that compliment as well before we move on, but saying that you were doing this before I was born, thank you very much for that. (laughs) It's
2: not not likely true. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that, Evan, come on. (laughs) Deborah, I'm going to ask you the the first question here, and – um, you know the premise of this whole podcast is that there's so much opportunity out there in, in training and coaching and things of that nature, and but yet it's undervalued. You know why is it so many people that are CEOs and executives don't have coaches? Why, you know why? I mean, because to me, uh, it's tremendous opportunity, and yet most people don't have coaches. Why is that?
3: Well, first of all, your premise about the value of training is documented over and over in research. Companies that do it well, do better, In the bottom line. Uh, Individuals that uh, seek out training, or we're calling it coaching, statistically do better. So there's no argument that training or coaching is valuable. I think the reason people don't do it is one, sometimes there's time issues. A lot of times there's ego. They feel seeking professional development is a sign of lacking something, and that is not true. Smart people who seek professional development, coaching, training, see it as adding to their skill base, adding to their resources. And they also know that their competitors are likely doing it, and if they want to stay up with them and hold their own, they better take advantage of every resource. So, training and coaching is 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 that. Um, all professional athletes have continued lifetime coaching and mentoring in their sport, whether it's Tiger Woods or or uh, you know some uh, Cam Newton or uh, like. Obviously, I can't name all the sports guys you guys might, but the point well, Jennifer, is. I'll,
2: I'll I'll add one. My son Alec Hackle, is a professional skier, and he has had a, he he was um, on the U.S. ski team, and in addition to that, he had his own coach. And um, that's
3: and, part. Uh, he always, from his patient discipline and talent. That's why he's at the level he is because others have. Uh, spotted his talent, emphasized it, helped him grow it, but also spotted the areas he could improve in that he just couldn't see himself. And that's the thing that, um, uh, you know, it's an outside objective professional looking at your life, your career, your behavior, your leadership style, and giving practical, specific, uh, workable advice for you to try if it works well then you keep at it. And so, you know, you can be very proud of your son and, and to, to accomplish that at that level. And I hope when he gets into a a work career, if he ever does go that direction, that he continues some sort of coaching support.
0: Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortle.net to gain access to real world tools that can make a difference. That's tortle.net. T O R T A L. Tortle.net.
1: One thing I, I kind of believe and sound like you're of this belief as well is that, you know, we're all looking to have some level of success, but there was a quote that I heard some time ago and it just continues to resonate with me that says, your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development. I think that's kind of what you were touching on there about helping people get to that next level by personally taking time to really work on themselves and whatever their quote-unquote blind spots might be. Is that kind of what you were talking about there?
3: Um, uh, yes, and again, it's what smart, successful people do. Frankly, losers don't pay attention to it. <laughs> they think it's not necessary, and that's why they're not going to go as far. It's that simple. In, yeah. in business life, in sporting life.
1: Yeah, I love the analogy that you did with sports, uh, uh, Deborah. because if you think about it, you mentioned Cam Newton Tiger Woods. We can keep going on with sports figures, but if you think about those guys, they have been doing whatever their sport has been for their entire lives, but each year they still go back to the basics, and they have coaches that work with them on those basics. So. Great. I love right. And,
3: you know, the higher you go up the ladder, say, in an organization, sometimes the further you get away from what got you there in the first place. And I, I know someone famous, I can't remember who, said sometimes training or coaching isn't as much informing as reminding. And that's what a good trainer or a good coach does is remind you, of what you did well to get where you are, and then uh, nicely, you know, pleasantly, assertively, not critically, uh, tell what you can do to go further, faster, better. And so, uh, yeah, so we're on the same page, and I like that.
2: Yeah,
1: great point. So, Deborah, as I was getting ready for this, I went and looked up the definition of coach, and it says one who instructs or trains, and the kind of science that's what we've talked about. So, Deborah, we're obviously talking to a training audience here. How do you go about working with your executives? How do you deliver your instruction or training? What methods have you found most effective for delivering said instruction or training?
3: Any good trainer knows that people learn in different ways, right? Some learn by reading, some by hearing, some by doing, some by experiencing. And so a good coach and so... Hopefully I'm in that category. What I try to learn early on is how that person that I'm dealing with on a one-on-one basis generally, how they best learn. What experiences do they already agree on uh, and understand in life that I can tie my suggestions to, to what they already understand and accept. You see what I mean? I mean, if I'm talking to uh, a man who was a golfer i might say um you know okay now what the piece of advice i'm giving you is like how you grip and where you put the thumb when you move this thumb one inch this direction you're going to have a better chance of getting to the hole right so i would use so my job is to learn quickly i mean very quickly how that person um We'll learn, remember, accept, and do. Because I can give the same piece of advice to 50 people listening to this podcast, but if I've had, you know, the chance to work with the person, the people, I'm going to give it in ballet terms to Cynthia and golf terms to Joe and political terms to Rodriguez or, you know, on and on. So that's the first step. And then... Um, I I truly am an exceptionally good listener. At least my clients tell me that. And I can quickly pick up on what (laughs) is not being said as I listen to what is being said. And I uh, bring that up in conversation. And sometimes there's pauses. and, And I can remember one man from Germany not too long ago. He said, you understand me better than my wife. in in a short amount of time um but but anyway and so my approach
2: is
3: asking questions listening giving feedback based on how they will take it and do it and i work in a very simple manner i don't do a lot of psychological tests and and things like that i i i frankly um Clients feel I have a gift and almost a magic in terms of understanding them and then giving them advice that works for them. So I'm not like every coach out there. I'm I'm not totally typical. One of my clients said, you're the best there is. You're just not for everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
3: I took it as a compliment regardless of whether it was.
1: So, yeah. Evan, I know you got to comment. Let me just uh, recap. There's one thing that I think is so, so important when it comes to training, and Deborah said, I just want to call out for our audience, and I'll let you come up. Deborah, you started. You, you said a lot there, a lot of great things, but one of the first things you're talking about is know your audience, because to your point, some people learn by seeing, some learn by reading, some learn by doing, but know your audience is what I got from that, and I just wanted to call it out, because I think that's such a great point in training. And so, you know
3: what? Um, uh, you, as a trainer, have to to know your best style, too. Just like you don't try to make somebody a cookie cutter in terms of the advice, as a trainer, you should be uh, self-aware and inward-looking to determine your best style. My best style is to talk face-to-face to a client, look them in the eye, and, um, you know, Period. Uh, So, and talk to them quite frankly and give them tough love in a pleasant way. Uh, So that's my style. So I know how I best can reach people. So as a trainer, you need to know your best style too.
0: We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortle Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to tortle.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L,
2: tortle.net. That's an excellent point, Deborah. because I was just uh, recently went to a leadership training uh, program, and I'm a professional speaker and a professional facilitator, and I sat there and said, I could never lead this kind of training. Everyone, everyone is unique and everyone is different. I want to ask you a question. I, I find it fascinating. You've, read, you've written 11 different books on on coaching, which is amazing. Uh, I would love you just maybe to share what you've learned over the 11 books. What, you know, everything we do evolves. How we train today is different than how people trained 20, 30 years ago. What are, what are the big insights on what has changed in the world of training? and maybe tell us a little bit about your your last book which i think has a pretty interesting twist on it and I'll, and i'll let, i'll let you of course explain it
3: okay the last book was called the leadership mind switch and it's basically the switch the literal switch in your thinking that's required as a leader today based on the audience your employees it's just like we were talking about training a few minutes ago and knowing your audience Uh, Today, as a leader, your audience is quite different. It's not the white Anglo-Saxon male that, you know, your parents had. It's uh, uh, boomers to millennials to Gen Z. It's different race, color, creed. It's technology that's added into it. And so your audience is vastly different. So your leadership style has to change. There are some truisms of leadership that never change honesty compassion uh, you know building others and that kind of thing so that's what we wrote about the book how to uh, make the mind switch and what to do about it but to your question about the books I've written and you know there uh, there's there's different themes uh, over time as needed that I would write about and and you know but a, a common theme that I want to, convey to people to help I think at all levels is I hope and that is the knowledge that to raise up to to go up the ladder there's a specialty in your field that's required you got to be good at something right it might be finance marketing sales technology something so to to get noticed, to be on the radar screen, you have to be good at something, really, really good at something. And that gets you higher and higher and higher. But the higher you go, the more generalist skills are required. You get to the top because of specialist ability, but at the top, either in your department or your country or your team, it requires generalist skills. And so my insight that I try to impart is work on your generalist skills all the while you are climbing the ladder with your specialist skills so you are one seen as a leader, you get there quicker, and you stay longer. And generalist skills mean dealing with a wide range of people, understanding the whole business seeing the impact of what your company what your, your division whatever does as it fits the community the country the you know the uh, uh the, the whole system there so i i try to and that's what i try to do in coaching it's not just a specific you know help you get better in finance it's help you get better in finance while you simultaneously under hu- understand human nature and become a better listener, and a better question asker, and a better leader, making others leaders, not just trying to be your star, a star yourself. So long story short, what I'm trying to say, work on your specialist skills, be good at something, but simultaneously work on your generalist skills.
1: Uh, great points, Deborah. a lot of great information in that. Uh, and Deborah, I want to be respectful of your time and our audience's time You've covered a lot of great things. But before we let you go. One thing we like to ask our, our guests is to, if you could share one training tip, something that you think has been very, very helpful to you, what would that one training tip you would like to leave our audience with uh, be today?
3: Well, I ask many mentors and successful people over the years, you know, they're key to success, right? And I would use that as my training tip. And I can summarize it in uh, three words. Confidence with a smile. As a leader, if you have confidence and a smile, meaning you're not grumpy and you're, you're not scary, but you're approachable, you'll do well. If you're a trainer, if you're being trained and you are listening to the, uh, the trainer, doing it with self-confidence and a smile will make you the star student. As simple as it is, confidence with a smile is my secret to success, whether training or life.
1: Wow, I love that, Deborah. Thank you. Confidence with a smile—I made a note of that. I love that. I will try to adhere to that myself. Uh, Deborah, thank you for your time. This has been amazing. I'm sure our audience thinks the same. Evan, I hope you feel better as the. Uh,
2: I, I, I do appreciate professor. it. De- Deborah does have a special offer, though. I think it'd be cool awesome. to get awesome. off to let to let her share it.
3: Uh, First of all, I enjoyed talking to you. I'm a total fan of the work you're doing. And anyone who's gotten anywhere um, would be on the same page with you. If people listening did not get a question they have answered, if something came to mind that they want to ask me, they can email me, deborah at deborahbenton.com. Put in the subject, the podcast today, so that uh, I, I, I have a point of reference and I promise to respond. If you don't get a response, it's because technology failed us and I didn't get it. But, uh, and, and try another way. But the point is, I don't like to just end this conversation and say sayonara. I believe in what we are talking about, and to that extent, If someone wants to continue the conversation and has a question, I invite it. Um,
1: Well, thank you for that offer, Deborah. We'll make sure that we get your uh, contact information listed on the podcast so everybody can see it. Again, Deborah, thank you for your time. Uh, Evan, hope you feel better. Audience, thank you for joining us. Please look forward to the next Training Unleashed podcast and join us the next time. Take care, all.
0: This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way you'll never miss an episode and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed.